Okay, so um, the next question is coconut oil. Do you use extra virgin coconut oil or just organic? Um, I'm pretty sure that what we use is extra virgin coconut oil. Um, I think it has a better, more coconutty taste. So um, in Israel, it, it's all in Hebrew. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's extra virgin. Um, okay, so someone wants to know, does it help with fungus and hemorrhoids, and how do you use it? If you put it on your feet, uh, you know, it gets all over the floor. So if you're putting it on your feet for a fungus, I mean, I'm not recommending it as like, the only line of defense here, um, I actually had a fungus on my toe and I went to the podiatrist and I had a laser treatment done on my toe and it was actually, it's zero waste because everything gets, is reused and it's actually really highly effective. So um, I recommend that if you have a fungus on your toe. In the meantime, if you think it's just something like dry skin, you're not sure, you can um, just massage some oil into your feet and put on a pair of socks and walk around the house with that. A uh, cotton socks, please, no socking socks, okay? Um, the stockings are nylon and they don't let your feet breathe. Um, for hemorrhoids, I don't know if it will you know, minimize them, but it will definitely relieve them. Um, you can just leave a small jar in your, in your bathroom that you only use for that. Okay. Um, I think that's everything regarding food. Um, there were a few other questions. Um, and I'll just quickly touch on them. Um, a lady from England called me to tell me that she's reduced her dependency on Chad Pami. And at one point she, she, uh, um, uh, oh, a point that she made that was excellent, um, is that she felt that like washing dishes with her kids is actually educational to see the kids washing the dishes, taking care of their stuff, learning how to be responsible for themselves and cleanliness and, um, it's funny because uh, I heard that voicemail after Yom Tov, and over Yom Tov, I did a lot of dishes. And um, the times when somebody stood there in the kitchen with me and dried the dishes or washed with me um, was really nice. It's like a great way to talk to people and just spend a little time casually. And in fact, one of my happy memories of Yom Tov um, is actually after dinner, uh, washing the dishes with my uncle. He used to wash them and I would dry them and, you know, we would chat. And I think that I learned a lot of things about my uncle that I wouldn't have necessarily known. And as I was, oh, I'm sorry, as I was hearing this lady say that, I was just like, the, the idea of doing things together with your family, even if it's a chore, I think those are the moments that you create like happy family memories. So uh, get your kids involved, do the dishes with them. If they don't have to be perfect, if you have to wash them again the first few times, they're like, they're learning and they're kids, but the fun of it is doing it together as a family. And you know, it's an onerous task, I'll give you that, but definitely, um, I think it's worthwhile. Okay, another lady called me. Um, it also wasn't a clear message. She says she has an upstairs and downstairs and has trouble keeping them both organized at the same time. I couldn't hear the whole question, but I'll tell you this. It's funny because I was thinking the same thing. 
I have an upstairs and I have a downstairs, and um, which is rare in Israel, but I have that, thank God. And um, what I will tell you is that when you have less stuff, it's easier to keep both areas organized, but you have to get to the point where you have less stuff, number one. And number two is sometimes you just gotta let it go. And everything doesn't have to be perfect all the time. And I think that when we forgive ourselves and give us the space to not worry about it, it's actually okay. Um, but actually having less stuff will keep both areas organized. Um, in fact, um, anything that's downstairs that needs to go upstairs, I leave on the steps. And every time I walk up the steps, I take it with me and the same vice versa. If something needs to go downstairs, that's upstairs, which almost never happens, but it does occasionally. I leave it on the steps and then I help the kids walking up and down to take their stuff or I take the stuff and I just deposit it around the house. And yeah, it takes work and it's not easy, but it is. <laughs> it's necessary, you know? Um... Okay, Hani from Brooklyn feels, oh, this is funny. She said that she has the opposite problem of knowing where things is. When she feels emotional, she cleans, and she sometimes throws things out that she needs. So, Hani, what I suggest is um, instead of throwing everything away, or things that you aren't sure about, make a pile for when you have a slightly more clear head that you can sort through and get through, like make a basket, like an emotions basket, I don't know, where you can just sort of, you know, put all of your stuff together and, you know, go through it when your head's a little more clear. Don't stop doing the cleaning, that's good. Keep cleaning, but just be a little more careful about throwing out your papers um, by gathering them all together before you throw them. Okay, one other question. Um, a lady calls me and said, also, this voicemail was also really hard to hear. I think maybe I should get my hearing checked. I don't know. But so ladies, please speak closely into the phone, okay? Um, she says, I love shopping and I don't have to wear what I buy. I just like to buy. That's a problem. Um, I think you should focus on why buying fixes whatever problem you are having. Um, when you're spending as a, as a fixing problem, it really just creates more problems. It creates problems for you organizationally because you end up with a lot more stuff than you really need. And it's really bad for the environment to just buy for the sake of buying. And it's wasteful. I mean, it's just wasteful, especially if you're saying you're buying something that's cheap and that you're not really wearing and that you don't ever even necessarily like. Um, that's not Kadai and it's wasteful. Um, figure out why shopping makes you feel better and focus on healing that part of yourself. Um, a lady asked me about envelope budgeting. That doesn't fall into this category, and I've spoken for a long enough time. So um, I'm going to talk about that, Bezrat Hashem, next time. Um, I don't really know what the schedule will be with Sukkot. I will try to update everybody. Um, I do want to say, for those of you in Israel, especially in Jerusalem, on the 18th of October, right? On the 18th of October, I will be speaking at um, Pico in Jerusalem. Um, 
the address for Pico, hang on, let me get it here, is Poel Tzedek 2, the corner of Pierre Koenig um, in Talpiot in Jerusalem. Um, I'll be speaking, I think, at 7.30 um, about organization on October 18th, so if that's a Wednesday. So if anybody um, wants to come and hear me live in person, you're welcome. It's free. Um, and I would love to hear you, uh, maybe see you in person, and I would love for you to hear me in person. Um, so yeah, I am excited, really excited about that. And, um, yeah, Bezrat Hashem next week, I'll talk about envelope budgeting. In fact, I've actually been thinking about doing another interview about, um, budgeting. So about financial organization, because it's not really my area of expertise. Um, I mean, I could talk about it a little bit, but, um, I think I might ask my friend to come on, Debbie. Um, I've talked about Debbie before. Debbie Sasson and also Rifka Liebowitz are both financial consultants that I work with. Um, and uh, maybe I'll try to talk about envelope budgeting, though, a little bit next week. Bezrat Hashem. Um, okay, ladies, have a Gemal Chatima Tova. Uh, have an easy fast. Have a happy and healthy new year and have an organized new year. Remember, always Hashem keeps you organized and try to enjoy your journey to organization because actually getting there is half the fun. So I'm looking forward to speaking to you all soon. And uh, yeah, cool too.